Now, as of today, there are around 400 million monthly active users hanging out inside virtual worlds. Hmm, doesn't feel all that crowded, but hey, I live on the other side of your screen. So, the sci-fi future we've been waiting for is already here. But technology is not all about fun and games. It's also here to make our lives easier. And these inventions are proof of that. So, buckle up as I teleport you to the near future and show you what one day will look like. You get out of your bed and head to the kitchen for breakfast, or to your smart fridge to be more precise. The world's biggest tech and appliance companies have been working on developing fridges with some mind-blowing features for quite some time now. These can scan the contents stored inside of them, keeping track of what items you're running low on. Their built-in touchscreens will display lots of information for you, from your daily schedule to a slideshow of family photos. Just like any other wireless device you have, you'll be able to connect them to your home's Wi-Fi. Once they're connected to the Internet, they can interact with other connected devices in your home. So, you'll even be able to move the show that you were watching in the living room to the touchscreen of your smart fridge and not miss that big twist. This screen will also let you know when and what items you need to reorder, as well as recommend recipes based on the ingredients you already have inside the fridge. The system behind these new and improved fridges will rely on the barcode or the radio frequency identification tags your food packaging will have. These are actually already being used by food manufacturers to manage stock and shipping. By scanning the tags or the barcodes, your fridge can access details such as expiration dates to keep an accurate inventory of your food. And just in case you're wondering how much having a fridge that sends you a shopping list will cost you, it'll range somewhere between $2,000 and $5,000. Your smart fridge warns that the coffee cream is expired. Oops, guess it's time to head to the store. Now, don't worry about searching for your wallet, though. You will need neither cash nor a credit card to buy stuff. This will be possible all thanks to the tiny microchips which can be implanted into your hand. Don't get too excited, though. One chip won't turn you into a cool cyborg or anything. This chip technology actually already exists in digital house keys, e-tickets, and bank cards. What will make them different now is that once the implantation process is complete, they will get linked to all of your online accounts. This will allow you to open your front door, hop onto the public bus or train, and buy groceries all with a flick of a wrist. You come home and finally have your morning coffee uh, with cream. Now it's time to actually make yourself something to eat. Ah, such a bore. Or maybe not, thanks to your cyber chef. In 2015, a robotics company shook the culinary world when they presented their new invention, a robot that uses giant hands to cook meals. This master chef comes pre-programmed with thousands of recipes from world-class human chefs, so you won't need to Google how to make the perfect pie crust anymore. The robot that's named Moly will do everything from pour to stir, but unfortunately, it can't prepare ingredients for the recipes it's going to make. At least, not yet. Maybe I've seen too many movies, but it's probably not such a great idea to give a robot a knife anyway, right? However, if you prepare the ingredients yourself and put them inside special containers, it will recognize the ones it's supposed to use. Once it's done preparing food, it will clean up surfaces too. Ah, finally, your own bus boy. Molly can plan and adapt its recipes according to your diet preferences and calorie intake limits. 
However, you can also add your own recipes to its list through the touchscreen, and it can recreate your grandma's casserole with 100% accuracy for you. But you know what? I bet you can hire a personal chef for yourself and the amount you will pay to get molded, which is $340,000. And the best part is, they can even prepare the ingredients for you. Now, as the clock strikes noon, you'll receive a text message from your mom. She reminds you about her visit, which will be in an hour. Uh-oh, you totally forgot about that. Well, you take a look around your house and realize that you haven't been doing any cleaning for quite some time. But she can't see it like this. This is where super suits might come in handy. The Guardian XO is a rechargeable, battery-powered, and mechanical full-body exoskeleton that's designed to make you faster and stronger. Using its electrical motors and a state-of-the-art set of 100 ultra-precise body sensors, it combines human intelligence, instinct, and judgment with the endurance and precision of machines. It can increase your strength and allow you to lift up to 200 pounds of weight like you're lifting a feather, and it won't restrict your movement at all. So you can clean under your sofa, bed, or that smart refrigerator pretty easily and quickly before your mom arrives. Talk about productivity. But don't get your hopes up too much. It doesn't have the technology to allow you to stop buses like Superman or jump over buildings like Neo. So it's not really suited to saving the world. But it sure can be a lifesaver if you're moving into a new house. What's great about it is that you can actually get your hands on it now. That is, if you have $100,000 per year to pay its rent. Wow, you finished cleaning so fast that you still got some time left before mommy comes home. Might as well go for a quick run. But thanks to your suit, you didn't burn that many calories while cleaning. So grab your futuristic sci-fi sneakers and let's head out. This creature-like footwear called the Cryptide Sneaker is a fully 3D printed shoe. It's made out of only one material, which is a special polymer called thermoplastic elastomer. This material varies in thickness or thinness in different places, meaning while specific parts of the sneaker become stiffer, the others will remain soft and flexible. So it is ergonomic and comfortable, in addition to being easy and fast to manufacture. The whole shoe can be printed out in one go, and it doesn't require any gluing or stitching. And the best part is, its shape can be adapted to your own foot. The only thing needed for that is your foot's 3D scan. Well, you head back home just in time to greet your mom. She wants the two of you to spend a nice, quiet afternoon together reading or watching something. You think that's a great idea, and you show your new favorite book to her. She goes through the pages, but you notice she's having a hard time reading the words, squinting her eyes. If only I could zoom into the book pages like I can do with your Instagram photos, she says. Hey, you have just the thing she needs. In 2019, a team of researchers created a pair of contact lenses that zoom in when you blink twice. Each eye movement you make gives distinct electrical signals. The zoom-in contact lenses contain electrodes that can track these signals and respond accordingly. The polymers that they're made of expand when a certain electrical current is applied. So, when you blink twice, the lenses increase their magnification and make everything appear 32% larger for you. However, it looks like you'll have to wait a bit longer to start wearing them. The researchers are still trying to figure out how to make them out of the material regular contacts are made of, so they'll be safer for everyday use. Now, aside from the zoom-in-only lenses, though, 
other researchers have been working on creating what they call smart lenses as well. These will have nearly invisible micro-LED displays smaller than a grain of sand, tiny navigation sensors, image sensors, and almost microscopic batteries. They'll help guide you through new cities, give you information about the buildings and the people. Wow, traveling made easy. Aren't you glad you have that trust fund to pay for all this? Wait, no trust fund? Well, you can still have Instagram. You're traveling by train and hear the wheels banging against the tracks. But suddenly, the train rises and gains altitude. None of the passengers scream in panic because this is a regular thing now. Well, maybe not yet. But it might become our reality anytime soon. Aka Technologies Company is developing such a project. Their goal is to reduce travel time and make trips more comfortable. To travel today, you need to get to the airport, spend a few hours there at the check-in and security check. And only after that can you board the plane. When the plane lands, you need to go through standard airport procedures again and then get to the city. Only after this, your trip is over. It means you use at least three different types of transport. But with Link and Fly from Aka Technologies, you can get to your destination without any transfers. This is a train the size of an Airbus A320. It's as long as four school buses and can hold about 162 passengers. Since it's a train, it can run on the subway tracks right to the city center. So when you begin a trip, you just need to get to the nearest subway station. Once you're on the train, it takes you to the nearest airport. And there, the fun part begins. The train makes a quick stop to get the wings and jet engines attached. So now, your train has a wingspan as wide as a soccer field. The engines start, the train accelerates, and takes off. After the flying train lands, the wings get detached again, and you're on your way downtown and your destination with no transfers, without having to wait for a cab. And again, you can get off at any subway station. Transformer planes that can drive around the city are the distant future. For now, this company is developing a simpler solution to reduce airport overloads. Instead of having a plane parked right next to the gate, passengers will board the plane's fuselage right inside the airport's building. The fuselage will then pull out onto the runway, and the wings with the engines, as well as the cockpit with the pilots, will be attached. Here you go. The plane is ready for takeoff. This system will make boarding and takeoff 30 minutes faster than before. The company plans to make different types of removable fuselages. For short flights, they will have a capacity of about 160 people. There will be double-deck cabins for long-haul and higher-capacity flights. VIP cabins can be customized like a private jet. And if all the seats are removed, the cabin can be used as a cargo plane. Link and Fly has a special safety system in case the cabin separates from the wings during the flight. Three parachutes at the front and three at the back of the cabin will deploy automatically. There are also braking rockets that can help to quickly reduce the speed. This way, the fuselage will descend slowly and safely. A few seconds before touching the ground, the cabin will launch airbags attached to the bottom of the fuselage for the softest possible landing. Another option for traveling faster is the Airbus pop-up. It's a kind of taxi that can travel by road and by air. In the future, you can simply order such a cab from your tablet, phone, or even smart glasses and wait for the vehicle to arrive. The car itself consists of a passenger pod half the size of a modern sedan. It can hold two people and has a futuristic design and interface. The second part is the ground module. It's the chassis and wheels for driving on conventional roads. You get into the pod and after that, artificial intelligence does all the work for you. It steers the car safely and takes you to your destination. 
When you get out of the cab, the pod with the ground module is sent to the nearest charging station. For convenience, charging stations will be located throughout the city, so you won't have to wait long for a cab. But if your destination is far away, a more interesting ride awaits you. Like in the first case, you get into a pod on wheels. The ground module takes you to the nearest takeoff site. There, the capsule gets attached to the air module. This thing looks like a giant drone. It hooks the passenger capsule and flies up, separating the pod from the ground module. Now, it's a flying cab. You can enjoy the beauty of the city from above. When you land on a special platform, the pod reconnects with the ground module and you proceed to your destination while the air module charges for the next trip. Rockets might be another revolution in long distance travel. For now, we use them to fly into space, but in the future, they might completely replace airplanes. Let's say you're going from New York to Shanghai, which is on the other side of the planet. The launching pad of the rocket can be on the water, somewhere in Lower Bay. You board a ferry that will take you to the rocket. Once you reach it, you take your seat along with the other passengers. Countdown. Ignition. The rocket takes off and reaches space. It's now traveling at about 16,800 miles per hour. When in orbit, the launch vehicle undocks from the passenger rocket and heads back to the landing station. There, it will be refueled and prepared for the next launch. At this time, the rocket with the passengers will use its own engine to fly around Earth. It re-enters the atmosphere and lands on a platform on the water near Shanghai. This flight takes only 39 minutes compared to the 15 hours a conventional airplane needs. But there's a downside to such trips. A rocket makes a lot more noise, so landing platforms have to be far away from the cities. This will increase travel time. The other problem is G-force. Standing on the ground, you feel 1G. When you take off in a normal airplane, you feel about 1.5G. But when you travel by rocket, the G-force you'll experience will be twice as strong. And if it reaches 5G, you'll pass out. Back to the ground. In 2010, the number of cars in the world exceeded 1 billion. And by 2030, this number is expected to double. So, we need to fight constant traffic jams on the roads. The elevated bus could be a great solution for that. This thing doesn't actually look like a bus. It's two lanes wide and can consist of several cars. Such a bus will be able to carry up to 1,200 passengers at maximum capacity. And it will run on regular roads. We'll need to equip the roads along its route with rails on both sides. The elevated bus itself will move at about 6.5 feet above the road. This is comparable to riding on the second floor of a London double-decker bus. And it won't interfere with traffic on the road. Regular cars will still be able to drive there. The elevated bus will be all electric and driven by autopilot. Its roof will have a large area entirely covered by solar panels. On cloudy days, it'll be powered directly from the rails. Passenger boarding will take place at special stations located above ground. For emergencies, there will be an inflatable ramp light in the middle of the bus. This way, passengers will be able to leave the bus safely. Some concepts of such a bus even suggest that the racks with the wheels should be able to rise. For example, to bypass an obstacle. If some car breaks down right in the way of the elevated bus, it'll lift one wheel rack, move forward, and lower the wheels back onto the rails. Then it'll do the same with the rear rack. This way, the bus will be able to move around the city at about 37 miles per hour. It's faster than driving in a traffic jam. Another option to avoid traffic is tunnels. You would be able to travel through them in your own car. A hypothetical tunnel system under large cities would have multiple entry points. 
you would drive your car onto a special platform, and the platform would then be lowered down. It would accelerate in the tunnel to 124 miles per hour. You'd be able to get to the other end of the city in just a few minutes. The platform would then lift your car back to the surface, and you'd keep driving to your final destination. Tunnels can also be the future of traveling between cities. First, you'd have to arrive at some sort of a train station. There, you'd board a passenger pod. These pods would hold four to six passengers. Then, it'd follow the tunnel, dock into a pod cluster, and connect with the transporter capsule. Special pumps would suck the air out of the tunnel, and the transporter capsule would move in an almost complete vacuum. Theoretically, this train would be able to reach speeds that are faster than those of commercial airplanes, and even faster than the speed of sound. So you could get from New York City to Los Angeles in 3.5 hours, compared to 6 hours by a conventional airplane. After reaching its destination, the transporter capsule would open, and the passenger pods would arrive at the station. In the future, these pods would be able to travel even on conventional roads. So you just need to order such a passenger pod to your home, just like a cab. This way, you'd have the opportunity to cross the United States from coast to coast without any transfers. The year is 2045. You arrive at the airport and get your face scanned with a biometric device that replaces your ID or boarding pass. Friendly robots pick up your luggage and direct you to your gate. You do some duty-free shopping in virtual reality and get in line to board the Flying V. You've picked your favorite seat in the second cabin. In there, you can choose between a staggered seat or a bed, even in economy class. You're walking past the group seat section, where friends and colleagues can spend time together face-to-face and discuss things. You're on a long-haul flight today, so you went for a bed to get all comfy on your way to your destination. With the Flying V, you can't choose to sit over or by the wing, because all the passengers sit right in the wings of the plane. The cargo hold and fuel tanks are also in there. The plane looks like an arrowhead, with two wings stretching out behind the cockpit in a V-shape. The oval cabin is pressurized and has an aerodynamic design. Everything inside the plane is made as light as possible. Thanks to it, it's more fuel efficient than other aircraft. The idea of this new revolutionary plane came to a student who was working on his thesis at Berlin's Technical University. It was further developed by the Delft Technical University in the Netherlands and supported by KLM Royal Dutch Airlines. They decided to make long-distance flights more sustainable. The Flying V shares many characteristics with the Airbus A350, the most advanced aircraft as of 2021. It can also seat 314 passengers and take up 1,700 square feet of cargo. It's smaller and shorter than the A350, but has the same wingspan of 213 feet slightly longer than the height of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It means it can fit in the same already existing gates, runways, and hangars at airports worldwide. It has less inflow surface area, which means less resistance. Less resistance means less fuel needed for the same distance, 20% less than the Airbus A350, to be precise. But it gets even better. KLM plans to make it completely emission-free with electrically boosted turbofans. They also believe 
they could keep manufacturing costs pretty low compared to other unusual and efficient new designs with unique components. Experts tested a 50-pound, 10-foot scale model of the new plane in July 2020. They controlled it remotely, and it successfully took off at a rather low speed, but had a rough landing. It means there's still work to be done to make future flights comfortable for all passengers, including those sitting close to the side of the aircraft. Airbus has spent months testing another unusually shaped plane. It's just 10 feet wide. That's about three-fourths the length of a Volkswagen Beetle. It looks like a flying wedge and could start a revolution in the aerospace industry, improving environmental performance. They believe the remote-controlled Maverick with a blended wing design has great potential. The fuselage in regular planes is basically useless weight and needs massive wings to stay aloft. With the new design, the whole airframe gives lift. It means the plane can be lighter and smaller and still carry the same weight. One prospective problem with Maverick could be boarding and leaving the aircraft. The wide central section could slow it down, and passengers in the middle would be far away from emergency exits in case they need them. At the same time, it would give passengers additional legroom and larger aisles. Another Airbus invention is an XLR plane with a third fuel tank that will travel up to 10 hours without the need to refuel, or 5,400 miles without stopping. That's 1,000 miles more than other narrow-body models. Boeing has spent years working on its own revolutionary concept, the transonic truss-braced wing. This plane has folding wings that are 170 feet long, longer than an average commercial plane. It's possible thanks to the truss used in plane construction that supports the extra-long, ultra-thin wing. It also makes the plane more aerodynamic and allows increasing its cruise speed up to some jetliner speed. The new design is going to need 9% less fuel than regular ones. It could even run on battery power for short-range flights and partially use electric power to get the needed thrust for longer distances. Switching to a gas and electric battery hybrid would help make flying cheaper. A Denver-based startup named Boom is determined to produce the first civilian supersonic jet after the collapse of Concorde almost two decades ago. They're partnering with Rolls-Royce to develop the engines for the future plane. It would fly at twice the speed of sound, but would be slower over land. It would still take passengers from the East Coast to London or from the West Coast to Asia in half the current time. They promise the fares won't be much higher than regular business class tickets, with an added bonus of oversized windows for all passengers. Boeing designed the biggest twin jet in the world for long-distance international routes, the Boeing 777X. It's meant to carry between 384 and 426 passengers and will have a unique folding wing. It will bend up at a right angle to fit the wide body into tight docking spaces at airports. The plane will have a wider cabin, dimmable windows, and supersized overhead bins. Some designers and aircraft engineers have been experimenting with plane concepts with no windows at all. One of them is called Ixion and has cabin walls lined with flexible high-definition screens projecting 360-degree real-time video footage of what's going on outside the aircraft. Two cameras mounted on the jet's wings would capture the image. The screens are supposed to be low voltage and powered by solar panels on the plane's roof. They could also use parallax technology to split the screen and let passengers see different views at the same time. Two strips running along the jet's body would fit the air conditioning and cabin lighting. 
windowless private jets of the future could have high-definition screens programmed by passengers using their mobile phones, letting them choose what they want to see on each side of the jet. Removing the windows would reduce the weight of the aircraft and give more flexibility to the jet's interior design. It would also minimize engine noise by insulating the fuselage and also make the aircraft safer without the holes needed to install windows. The only exception would be the conventional window in the cockpit for the pilots. Airbus plans to reimagine the plane's interior with zones for passengers to do different types of activities, an area for business meetings, another one for socializing or playing virtual reality golf and other games. The screens in the social area could be connected to passengers' gadgets, letting them control what's on the screen and give presentations. They could also include a revitalizing zone where passengers can sit back and chill in a smart seat that will offer various pleasures, from a mechanized massage to aromatherapy. There will also be more planes with individual sleeping cabins, showers, and bar areas, and even full-size in-flight spa zones. Airbus is planning to build beds for economy-class passengers in cargo holds. They will be passenger modules of the same size and shape as cargo containers. Airlines will be able to load them aboard for long-haul flights and take them out for shorter flights or when they need extra cargo space. The modules will look somewhat like upscale hostel rooms with all surfaces in glossy white and curtains for privacy. Economy-class passengers will be able to rent one of the beds for less than the price of a business-class ticket. They'll be able to stay there at all times, except for takeoff and landing, or rent a bunk for half of the time on flights of 12 hours or longer. Large aircraft already have bunk beds for crew members downstairs to let them rest on long-haul flights. They could also use cargo holds to host lounges, conference rooms, medical suites, and play zones for the youngest passengers in the future. Swappable modules could replace regular seats. Some airlines are experimenting with a meet and seat program. It lets you share your social media profile with other passengers on your flight. You can pick someone to sit next to based on your professional or personal interests, or just your likes. This option could spread to other carriers in the near future. The most incredible technology for transporting things and people could be teleportation. Unfortunately, we won't see a teleportation machine in the near future. But we will be able to ride perfect self-driving cars with autopilots on the road and in the air. We will also ride flying motorcycles and take a vacuum train to get from New York to Los Angeles in just a few minutes. So, let's start with self-driving cars. The principle of operation of almost all such vehicles is the same. The car has cameras and sensors, high-precision maps, and radars that scan the situation on the road. A common system unites such machines. Each of them knows where the others are, and this prevents accidents or traffic jams. Of course, today's cars with autopilot are not so impressive. Many people drive them. But imagine what will happen when all vehicles on Earth get united by a common artificial intelligence. People will forget about traffic jams forever. Computers will predict dangerous situations and prevent them. But what will people do on the road if they don't drive cars? The developers will focus on passenger entertainment. The car will be able to tell you the exact time of the trip. Do you need to arrive at noon sharp? 
Okay, the car may intentionally slow down or increase its speed. It will turn into a real electronic assistant. You can have a meeting, order food, and choose a movie with the help of voice control. The driver's seat has a mini movie theater, a game console, or a mini refrigerator. People who like to communicate with drivers will be able to speak with advanced artificial intelligence. But, of course, there will also be problems. The main one will be the excessive correctness of driving. Scientists and developers are working on humanizing machines. Here's an example. Let's say the car is driving along a busy street and notices a man standing by the road. The car's internal system quickly analyzes the situation and decides that the person is going to step onto the road. The only reaction of the computer is to pull over. The car is slowing down. Another car stops behind it. The first vehicle has created a dangerous situation and a traffic jam. And the man was not even going to cross the street. He was just standing there, waiting for his friend. Deal with this issue, the developers of some companies equipped their cars with a voice. That is, they taught them to honk. In a problematic situation, such a vehicle will press the horn like an angry driver. But the car can slow down if a bird flies by. No horn signal will save you here. On the one hand, the human factor is one of the main causes of road accidents. On the other, a person can analyze a situation much better and choose the right solution. It's unlikely that a machine on autopilot will stop to pick up a guy hitchhiking on the side of the road. Perhaps this guy has gotten into trouble and he urgently needs to leave that place. Or maybe he was bitten by a snake and he needs to go to a hospital. The computer can't know that, but a kind person behind the wheel will stop and offer help. Even if the world gets rid of traffic jams, people will strive for something more, whether on the road or in the air. Many engineers believe that autonomous flying taxis and buses are the future of transport. But gravity-powered flights will appear in the distant future. Such machines will work on the principle of a helicopter. They will be stylish, small helicopters equipped with autopilot. Uber and other companies are investing in such technologies, and you might soon be able to use them. Let's say you're late for some event. You open the app and book the helicopter closest to you. Next, you go to the roof, where many aircraft are parked. Then your pilot takes you to the parking lot of your destination. And from there, you quickly reach the location you need. And imagine the same thing, but for many people at once. You arrive at a particular train station and get on a bus with wings. It takes off and follows a long route, taking you and other passengers to another city. And what if such giant buses could take you into space? Not only cars will have propellers, but also motorcycles. There are already hover bikes designed for one passenger. You put on a helmet and sit on a small device. In 2025, you will be able to buy such bikes for $50,000. Unlike flying cars, hover bikes cannot take off to a great height or accelerate to high speeds. But in the future, this technology will evolve. Air taxis and autopilot cars only work in the air or on smooth roads. But what if you need to cross an area with a mountainous landscape or swamps? For such off-road areas, 
Hyundai has developed the coolest SUV. Instead of wheels, it has legs. This walking vehicle passes through difficult sections and does it with maximum comfort. Each leg has knees and can bend. It will take you to a high hill or even to the top of a volcano. Soon, you won't need to go shopping because stores will come to you. Toyota has already created an unusual car you can turn into a store with any goods. Clothes, groceries, toys, jewelry, whatever. Such vehicles could improve delivery services and provide more comfort to people on trips. But the most incredible technology that will appear in the future is the Hyperloop. It's a train on an aerodynamic cushion. Imagine a capsule traveling at a speed of 760 miles per hour inside a vacuum tube. The interior resembles a spaceship capsule. You take your seat and fasten your seatbelt. Right now, you're accelerating to a speed that exceeds the speed of sound. But inside the cabin, you don't feel this speed. If you watch this train from the side, it will pass by you faster than you blink. And that's how it works. You know air hockey, right? The puck easily flies through the entire area because small holes all over the field release a thin layer of air. The puck doesn't touch the field itself. It levitates. There's no friction, so it just moves around the area. The Hyperloop works on a similar principle, but the air is coming from the capsule, not from the tube. Thus, a tiny distance appears between the capsule's walls and the tunnel. And with the help of an electric motor, the train is set in motion. Okay, we figured out the friction force, but what about air resistance? The fact is that at very high speeds, large objects can't move quickly if the air is very dense. You literally crash into the air, and it limits your speed. Standard airplanes fly at an altitude with much lower air density to develop high speed. That's why the Hyperloop will move inside the pipe. Special equipment pumping the air out of this pipe will work on certain sections of this route. But some air will still be there since creating a complete vacuum requires a lot of energy. A special fan on the train's nose will move all the incoming air under the capsule. The movement of a vacuum train resembles the work of pneumatic mail. This is when parcels pass through pipes installed in a building. And these parcels move through the pipes thanks to air compression. The Hyperloop should work using solar panels installed on the roof of the pipe. Elon Musk has long come up with this idea, but its development has some difficulties. The air gap between the tube and the capsule must always be the same. Any pipe crack, bump, or stone can destroy the entire structure. What if a small earthquake happens somewhere? But if engineers manage to develop this technology, we will be traveling from Los Angeles to New York in just a few minutes. You're standing on the roof of a control tower at the airport. You see a huge plane coming in for a landing. It's whizzing over your head, but all you hear is the wind whistling. The first sound the plane makes is the scraping of the tires against the asphalt. That's because this giant airplane runs on electricity. It doesn't need to burn tons of fuel. And it doesn't attract the attention of passersby with its noise as it flies over the city. But engineers predict that all electric airplanes won't appear for another couple of decades. For now, the Dreamliner 787, which can carry 310 passengers and emits no pollution, remains a sweet dream for designers. Let's jump back in time to 140 years ago. 
1883, a French aviation enthusiast made the first ever electric-powered flight. He installed an electric engine on the dirigible. The problem was that the engine weighed as much as a big motorcycle. So the dirigible couldn't fly long distances and lift many passengers. Okay, back to our time. The problem of heavy engines and batteries remains unsolved. One pound of regular airplane fuel contains 60 times more energy than one pound of even the most advanced battery. So we'd have to increase the airplane's tank by 60 times and fill it with batteries. But now, the plane is much heavier and it can barely take off. So we have to remove a lot of necessary things from the plane, like several rows of seats, toilets, and all the drinks and snacks, so the plane loses some weight. And now, shove more batteries into all the empty places. The plane can take off now, but it can't land. The plane is designed to take off with a full tank and land with almost nothing. Otherwise, its landing gear just can't take the load and breaks when it touches the ground. So, if the plane needs to make an emergency landing right after takeoff, it'll have to circle over the airport until it's burned enough fuel. It's allowed to land only when it reaches a certain weight. But in the case of batteries, the weight of the plane doesn't change during the flight. So designers had to find another solution. Let's drive this little single-engine airplane into a hangar and take out the old fuel-burning engine, exhaust system, and fuel tank. Replace them with an electric engine, which is much smaller and lighter. Pack all three spaces with batteries. The weight of the final version of the plane should remain exactly the same as the original plane. So now, it can take off and fly without any problems. But it can only do that for short distances. And that's a huge advantage of electric planes. About half of all flights in the world are under 500 miles. There's a lot of flights over distances like that, from New York to Washington, D.C., or from Detroit to Toronto. It's less than 200 miles. And there are huge passenger planes flying on those flights. They take off, gain altitude, and then immediately land. Using these gas burners at such short distances is like putting a huge freight elevator in a two-story house. It's not profitable, and it doesn't make sense. All the conventional airplanes in the world emit about 1 billion tons of CO2 a year. So we can reduce the amount of damage to the environment by half by using electric planes. Many designers are trying to convert some planes into electric ones. For example, the Cessna 208B E-Caravan. The normally nine-seat passenger plane now uses an electric engine. As of 2020, it's undergoing certification. This means that every bolt and wire on the plane is tested for safety. This process could take years. ES-19 is an all-electric four-engine airplane. The aluminum hull makes it extremely light. Although the price per unit is about $8.8 million, its maintenance costs are 90% less than regular airplanes. And electric power for the plane itself is 50 to 75% cheaper than standard fuel. It'll be able to cover distances of about 220 miles. It's great for traveling in Europe or between remote islands. And it can use runways no longer than 2,500 feet. Given that these planes are practically silent, airports could be built close to city centers. This would cut travel time almost in half. Aviation Alice has taken another step into the future. This nine-seat plane is made almost entirely of composite materials and powered by three engines. The inverted boat shape and V-shaped tail make its aerodynamics perfect. It has the length of a school bus and the wingspan as wide as a basketball court. Its maximum takeoff weight is like two SUVs. 60% of that weight is batteries. This gives it the ability to fly distances of about 620 miles. That's more than the distance from New York to Detroit. The best thing about the Aviation Alice is the economy. 
flying nine passengers and two crew at top speed, will cost about $200 an hour. For conventional planes of the same class, like Cessna and Beechcraft, that number would be about five times bigger. The problem of short-range flights can be solved by a network of abandoned airports in the United States. There are about 2,000 of them and 5,000 public airports. Each of them can be equipped with a charging station, just like a gas station. A half hour at a charging station for Alice would be equal to one hour of flying in the air. So while passengers are getting off and on and their luggage is being loaded, the plane can build up enough energy to fly. So small planes are good as an air taxi or private jet. But you need at least 20 Aviation Alice planes to replace a full-fledged Boeing 737 with 180 passengers. The price for one electric bird is $4 million. So that's $80 million versus $100 million for one Boeing. So the Alice wins again. Zunum Aero tried to build an electric plane that could carry 50 passengers. The company first went for a 12-seat ZA-10 airplane. It was a hybrid powered by the combined work of traditional and electric engines. Engineers relied on evolving batteries and predicted that their plane would be able to travel 1,000 miles. So it could fly from LA to Seattle on a single charge. And it would only have to cost $500,000 more than Alice. The big 50-seat plane should have worked on the same principle. But the company lost funding before they could introduce the finished plane. Maybe we can create an all-electric plane that doesn't have any moving parts at all. It would use ionic wind. MIT engineers created a lightweight model of an airplane with a wingspan of about 16 feet and no engine. There's a metal structure similar to a fence between the wings of the plane. A battery powers this structure with negatively charged electricity of 40,000 volts. There's the same structure in the back of the wing, which was positively charged. When the structure is powered, its front end captures negatively charged electrons from the air, just like a magnet. The electrons then fly toward the positively charged structure at the back. As the ions move, they collide with air molecules millions of times. This creates thrust, just like a regular airplane. And as it moves, it keeps charging the particles in the air and pushing them back. Engineers from MIT did about 10 test flights. Their plane was able to fly almost 200 feet on ion thrust. But their model airplane only weighed 5 pounds, and it flew without a pilot. The lightest manned airplane in the world, the BD-5J, weighs seven times more, so it should have giant wings to fit this metal structure for ion thrust. And the voltage in that structure would have to be much higher to create enough thrust to let the plane take off. So this technology needs many years to develop and refine before it can be tested on real-scale airplanes. Right now, one of the most reliable and economical electric engine schemes is to work together with traditional propellers or turbines. An airplane can use an electric motor for a quick and quiet takeoff. It'll gain altitude and leave the airspace of a densely populated city. Then, it'll start the main engines, which run on fuel combustion. This will allow the plane to reach high speed and fly a long distance. During this time, the plane's batteries will be charged by the generator powered by the main engine. When it's time to land, the main engines stop, and the plane lands completely silently with the electric engine. So, we're gradually moving toward making airplanes fully electric and silent. Then we can locate airports closer to city centers. This will save travel time and reduce the amount of harmful gases emitted into the Earth's atmosphere. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.